I'm really beginning to think that people that run our federal government, run our health system, I think all of them are totally clueless about what's going on in the world today. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Let's let's take a responsible approach to the two issues. And welcome to the Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Just finishing up our time in Chilhowee, Virginia. Tomorrow we'll be coming to you from our place in Georgia. We had a good time with family. It's been a little bit difficult to keep up with all the email and stuff. It's been a slightly difficult environment to record. But I want to thank all of you that have been making Uh, emails and comments to me during this time. I appreciate it more than you will ever, ever even begin to fathom. Before I get into some of the stuff that I've got in front of me, I've got a few stories that I want to share. I want to take just a few minutes here at the beginning of the program today to talk about something that I don't talk about that often. Now, if you're a podcast listener, this may not really apply to you, but I think you're going to find it fascinating anyway. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it. Friday night, just for the fun of it, I happened to have my shortwave radio with me up here, and and I was able to listen a little bit at uh, like 5 in the afternoon and 6 in the evening Eastern time, and I heard the program. Heard it again on my radio at 10 p.m. Eastern, and also 11 p.m. Eastern from KVOH out of California. And I started thinking about Oh, when I was listening around 10 o'clock on Friday night, Eastern Time. I wonder how well the signal on 5950 is doing. 5950 kilohertz. And so I went to a website. And if you're a ham operator, you know exactly what I'm talking about. For those that are not so much into shortwave radio, this may be something new for you. There are a lot of people that have what are called software-defined radios, SDR receivers, set up at their homes. And they they make them available to people to listen to radio broadcast over the Internet. And so I could get an idea of how the signal is doing in, in Virginia, North Carolina, New York, uh, places in Ohio, Indiana, New Hampshire, Connecticut, Michigan, and, and I was listening to a number of these sites, and I would just go from one to the other to see how the signal was. Even in out the Alberta province of Canada, uh, all the way to Portland, Oregon, Vancouver, was absolutely outstanding. Even in Nebraska, a number of places that I checked last night. I couldn't believe how strong the signal was in Detroit, Michigan. Like I say, the Portland, Oregon area even San Francisco. The signal was strong. And then I I looked into the far northeast, even into New Hampshire, still strong. Into Ontario, Canada, still strong. Into Virginia and Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee. The signal was covering like I've never seen before. And for the fun of it, knowing that the signal, even though it's 
its center beam at that time of the night is toward uh, the upper peninsula of Michigan. I could hear it with an outstanding signal from an SDR receiver in Iceland. And I found it on a bunch of SDR receivers in England and in Ireland and in Scotland. I was just absolutely astounded that I could hear it. And even though it wasn't very strong when it got farther away, I could hear it in Germany. I could hear it in France. I could even hear it from Cyprus in the Mediterranean Sea. That signal on Friday night was reaching untold numbers of people if they had a shortwave radio. And when you think of the statistical odds of those that do have them, there are, you know, a few billion of those radios still in use around the world today. I realize that shortwave is a very viable way for this program to continue. It's probably the most important way that this message gets out. I know for a number of you that have written, you'll find the program on shortwave and eventually you start listening as a podcast. I know a number of people have indicated that to me. And that's why I've been very concerned about how we keep it alive as a podcast as well as being on radio. I see the importance of adding more times and frequencies on shortwave. And I I really need to do that because I realize the number of people that are now listening via podcast that used to be shortwave listeners. But if the podcast ever goes away, they can still hear it on shortwave just so you, you have an understanding of of how I do this program. Right now, I'm using two primary sites for podcasting. One is called PodPoint, a Christian organization, and they push it out to a number of other platforms. And also I use Anchor.fm, which also does the same thing. It's pushed out to a number of places, even including Spreaker. So we are, we've got plenty of coverage out there Uh, on keywords, but I'm trying to move as many people to PodPoint from the others as I can. Now, we do pay a small amount to be on PodPoint, which gets rid of the commercials you might hear from other sites. Hopefully, over the next week or so, I'm going to make some updates on our webpage. Um, I really could use some help in keeping that webpage up to date. There's just so much for me to do in preparing the program recording, editing, and then distributing it. I'm a one-man operation, so kind of be patient with me. I just have not had the time to go through the website and do the rebuild that I really believe that it needs. I want to keep it simple to the point. Uh, Some people have suggested maybe I need to have uh, a transcript archive of the program. That is possible. I'm looking into that as well, but I'll need some help. So just, just keep the program as a matter of prayer. Um, I'm amazed every month how it continues to grow an audience, and I'm trying to be a good steward of the funds that we have. Now, we've been experimenting with uh, free-to-air satellite Galaxy 19, and I do have some issues with it. It's supposed to be on Channel 1000, but I'm finding out it's not, and so I'm going to be having some serious discussions this, this coming week uh, about what to do or should we even continue there. If it's going to be at different channel numbers on different receivers. There's just no value to it. And I'm not really, I'd love to keep the channel, but I believe if the people that operate the satellite could give me a consistent, correct channel number that doesn't vary from receiver to receiver, 
What's troubling to me is that other broadcasters have a consistent channel number from receiver to receiver. For some reason, it's not working for us that way. And so I'm deeply concerned. Uh, we'll, we'll keep it up for another two months and see what happens. Um, outside of that, I'm not going to make any, any guarantees. Also, we've been on KYAH in uh, Delta, Utah, and I've got to make a decision whether to continue there or not. And uh, so if you're listening on KYAH and Delta, understand, I really need to know if you're listening because while the expense is not that great, it's still an expense. And I don't want to make mistakes. I want to be where we need to be. Uh, honestly, I'd rather have more shortwave time, to be honest. I would also rather have uh, maybe a better podcast platform uh, that I don't have to depend upon the tech tyrants at Google or the tech tyrants at Amazon or anywhere else where it is its own isolated set of servers that are not going to be dependent upon the tyrants. That's the only way I can envision keeping the podcast going in the days and weeks and months ahead. Well, enough on that. Just wanted to give you an update. And if you want to give us a hand on any of this, let me give you our mailing address. We are in Georgia, and we will be in Georgia for a while. We may be giving you a different address, not sure yet, uh, for the winter months when we're down in Florida. We'll let you know about that shortly. But our mailing address, our mailing address in Georgia is 21 Berkshire Lane, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. That's number 263 in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. Our website is truth2ponder.com, truth with the number 2ponder.com. A number of people have gone there to support us as well. If it's more convenient, you can do it from the website, and that would be much appreciated. And so I want to thank you for, for all that you do to keep this program on the air. I started out talking about the clowns that operate our government, and they, and they have to be. I have never seen in my life, and I'm 67, or not quite, but I'll be 67 this year. I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. This has got to be the most crazy set of narratives that keep changing. We have gone now for, what, over 18 months since we declared this a pandemic here in the United States. The coronavirus pandemic. And I shared the timeline with you last week. I shared some other information. I'm not going to go back over that again. But what we've done in this country, what other countries have done, is simply amazing. I've never seen nations living in such fear. This is, this is unheard of. This is just not what you'd, what you'd imagine. I don't believe some of the things our government is telling us because the, the and here's why, the narrative seems to change every couple of weeks. And does anybody ever apologize for, for getting it wrong? Of course not. Dr. Fauci has changed his mind on topics multiple times. He never apologizes. One of, the, one of our listeners shared this article with me over the weekend, and it, I want to share it with you. 
And uh, of all places, this comes from actually Fox News, but I'm going to, even though sometimes I'm beginning to be concerned about them and all their people urging you to hurry and get that vaccine to save the world, which I don't think it's going to do. I want to share this article, and I'm going to give it the credit where credit is due. This does come from Fox News. And it's probably a very insightful article. And I think as you hear it, you'll understand why I'm sharing it. It begins. So you got the vaccine because they told you to get it or they forced you to get it because Joe Biden himself explained it was your patriotic duty to get it to protect yourself and others. And that's what good people are supposed to do. They told you the only way we can stop the spread of this virus and return to normal life is by taking the vaccines. If you get the shot, you can have a hot dog on the 4th of July. Remember when Joe Biden told you that? I do. Now we have a big surprise. They're demanding that even after you got the shot, you still wear a face mask again, even (laughs) even if you're outside. So what's going on? Why are they doing this? Why must we? There's got to be a reason. And Tucker Carlson was wondering about it all last week. And last week, he asked the CDC to explain the reasoning behind it. They couldn't tell him. Well, eventually, the CDC did give an answer, and what an answer it was. It turns out that all these vaccines, which are not vaccines, by the way, they're, they're a gene therapy. They're not a vaccine by the legal definition. These wonder drugs that were absolutely perfect, they were more impressive than the moon landing. The drugs you're never allowed to question in any way, especially on Facebook or Twitter or any social media or anything that Google can get their hands on to shut you down, they don't actually work in the way they told us they would. Apparently, the science is more complicated than they ever thought. There's still an awful lot we don't know. This is how the article continues. There are, after all, these are experimental drugs. And, of course, they're behaving just like an experimental drug. We don't know exactly what they're going to do in the long haul. Here's the bottom line. There's a huge number of vaccinated people that are getting COVID. And some of them are getting very sick and some are even dying. That's true around the world. It's true in Iceland, Gibraltar, Israel. Small countries with a high vaccination rate have seen big spikes in COVID cases. And it's every bit as true here in the United States. According to the CDC, fully three quarters of the people infected in a recent outbreak, for example, in Massachusetts, had already been fully vaccinated. Now, let me run that by you again. Fully three-quarters of the people infected in a recent outbreak, for example, in Massachusetts, had already been fully vaccinated. Now, the CDC announced vaccinated people can carry the virus with them, and they can easily spread the virus to others. The CDC conceded, and they, they love using this term, which I think is a joke. Breakthrough infections may be as transmissible as any unvaccinated case. They just don't want to admit that they have it wrong. I mean, let's be honest. They, they, this is not working out as they plan. I'm going to throw this in real quick. I read another story. I'll get back to this story in a second. I read another story how things are going in Sweden. Remember Sweden? Everybody said everybody's going to die in Sweden because they wouldn't uh, 
lock everything down. They wouldn't all wear a mask. They wouldn't do all this nonsense and stay at home like we did in the United States and, and Canada and, the, and Great Britain and Australia and Israel and everywhere else around the world. They took an attitude, and they, they admit they made some mistakes early on, not understanding how deadly this could be to some compromised elderly people. But how are they doing? Considering that their hospitalization rate nationwide, or in some areas like one person, maybe two in a hospital, and they've gone for weeks without anybody dying, that ought to tell you something. And they're not all as concerned as we are because they had developed what what everybody was saying last year we needed, herd immunity. So now we've learned that everything we've been told about the COVID vaccine has been wrong. Looks like we're right back to asking some questions again. Keep in mind that if, if, any, if I'd said this on Facebook last week, if I'd said this on Twitter last week, if I did this in a YouTube video last week, the big tech tyrants, you know, the, the thought police would have censored me immediately for misinformation. <laughs> they would have probably called it a hate crime because, you know, I'm, I'm a white supremacist. I'm a racist or whatever, whatever, the, whatever they want to call me. I could care less. But now it is the official finding of the U.S. government that these vaccines, they're, they're taking this gradually. They're not coming out and saying it like they should, uh, like they need to. They're not coming out and saying it. They're, they're giving it to us in steps. So are you surprised that these vaccines are not all they claimed? Well, you shouldn't be. Funny thing is, Joe Biden always had this line, I'll follow the science, I'll follow the science. Well, a lot of it has been bought and paid for science. It's been fraudulent, in my opinion. And it's been changing quickly. It's never been settled. Despite everything that Facebook has demanded you believe, you know, if Joe Biden's administration, and he doesn't run it, let's be honest, it is the Kamala Harris-Biden administration. And all the underlings that are in there, some of the worst people that we could ever have in government, like in the Department of Injustice, we are, we are really in a bad way. Our Surgeon General is a joke. I've listened to him talk multiple times. He's an absolute political animal, and he, puts, he compromises medicine for politics. Let's be honest, that's what he's doing. If the Biden administration had just admitted from the beginning that this stuff may not work, we'd all be better off. Most Americans understand that medicine is complicated, and I can attest to that myself. Even great medicines like chemotherapy don't always work. I lost a wife to cancer back in 2004, and she had done the chemotherapy. She'd done it all, and it failed eventually, and she died. You don't know if some of these experimental treatments are going to work because there's so much we don't know. Now, as the article stated, and I agree, a lot of us can live with an honest uncertainty. We can handle the truth. What we can handle, what I cannot handle, what I hope you can't stand is to be lied to relentlessly by our leaders and then shamed, criticized, or ridiculed, or mocked whenever we ask a question. And that's exactly what's been happening. Now, let, let's think about this. Let's go back to July 8th. 
not even a month ago. Good old Dr. Tony Fauci himself, the grand poobah of the virus, the father of the virus, the, the wizard of COVID. He was asked directly by a reporter whether the vaccine would work against the new Delta variant of COVID. Now, if Dr. Fauci had just one itty-bitty bone in his body that was honest, just one, just one, he would have said something like, well, we're not sure. We can only hope that it does. But see, Dr. Fauci has become an experienced liar who believes his own lies. So that's not what he said. What did Dr. Fauci say back on the 8th of July? You know what he said? Of course it does. Yes, it does. The new va- These vaccines will stop the Delta variant. Now, Fauci has said that on the record. And he said a lot of things like that more than once. And then, of course, once he says it, everybody in the White House says it, the media says it over and over again. Don Lemon on CNN will keep saying it. Rachel Maddow over at CNBC, or what is it, uh, MSNBC, or should be MSDNC, but, you know, they, they keep repeating the lie. You'd think that at some point, one of these reporters would notice that we've been lied to consistently for 18 months. And so much of what they've been telling us to do has been foolishness. Number one, the whole face covering stupidity. I've been asking, and I've asked this question before, show me one legitimate study that has been done that proves one of two things, that a face mask will prevent you from getting a virus or a face mask will prevent you from spreading a virus. And all we do is we get these studies about bacteria which are vastly larger than a virus particle. I mean, immensely bigger. That's what they always compare it to, a bacteria, and there's no comparison. What studies finally did come out recently that the media doesn't like to talk about, but you can find them if you look for them, indicates in terms of statistics, a mask is absolutely pointless and useless. It doesn't statistically change anything. Anything, nothing, nothing at all, nothing. Yet we still buy this foolishness as a theatric. And I think that Rand Paul was correct in calling it that with Dr. Fauci. You're fully vaccinated and you're running around in a face mask. This is like, what, a couple of months ago? It's all theater where we have to act like we're doing something. The government is having us do something proactive to save us all from the China virus, and that's what it is. Peter Ducey asked a question on Fox News. He said, "This is he said, if scientists come to you at some point and say it's our opinion there should be shutdowns and schools should be closed, would you do that? And one of the White House people said, well, we always listen to the CDC and expert because <laughs> they're the experts and their guidance, you know, they're, they're, they're a well-respected body. And so we'll follow their, their science and their guidance. And Joe Biden, leaving last week in a helicopter from the White House lawn, said the same thing. Yep, new lockdowns will be coming. 
Well, let's be honest. Walensky at the CDC is an unmitigated disaster. She has no business being in that role, period. She's a political hack who has sacrificed medical science for politics. I will not listen to a thing that she says. This is me saying this. I don't listen to her anymore because she's a bold-faced political hack liar, unworthy of your attention. She has said some of the most outrageous things that have not been true. Is there any limit on what could happen to us in the near future? You've got the federal government wanting to get all federal employees vaccinated. And now we're talking lockdowns. We're talking shutdowns. We're talking about putting businesses out of business again. We're talking about keeping your kids out of school again. If you look at the data from the United Kingdom, now they have about a similar vaccination rate to ours. And the Delta variant got there before it got here, just so you know. It made its way to Great Britain before it got to here by a little over a month. And in that time, Great Britain saw a big spike in this so-called Delta variant about a month or so ago. Now, the Brits did something rather intelligent, which they have not been known to do during this pandemic. They, They didn't force a new mask mandate. They didn't do all this nonsense. And so what happened? In short order, the cases plummeted, and so did the death count, went down. It dropped. So here's the question. Why do these idiots in Washington, D.C., these political hacks, these worthless liars... That's what they are, in my opinion. They're worthless liars. They're reprobates. The Bible declares a reprobate as someone that does unseemly, uninspired, just stupid things, and some of them are downright despicable. That's what a reprobate is, and we are run like Vivek Murphy, the U.S. Surgeon General on MSNBC. He's one. Biden is one. Kamala Harris is one. Walensky at the CDC is another, and Fauci is the king of them all, of the reprobates. So why do we need forced masking and lockdowns? It hurts kids, and kids are not even in danger from coronavirus. You know, in every case where we have lost somebody under the age of 18 to the virus, they had major comorbidities like leukemia and other diseases that could kill them anyway. This will damage our society. Kids are having a hard time concentrating, learning, and studying when they wear a mask because it is unnatural. God did not design us to put a piece of cloth over our face. Now, if you go back to Babylonian history, they used to use masks on people for shaming, to make them defeated, to take away their fighting spirit. What do you think we're doing today? Yet the Biden administration is now talking about masking. And the Surgeon General is even demanding that vaccinated people wear masks. You ready for this? Outdoors. Vivek Murthy, U.S. Surgeon General on MSNBC said, if you happen to have a lot of interaction with folks who are unvaccinated, bunch of baloney, 
Let's say you're a parent like me who has young children at home who are not vaccinated, then it's a circumstance where being extra cautious and wearing that face, that worthless, I'm going to add the word worthless face mask. Only, I cannot believe they keep, every study says they don't work and what do they fall back on? Put on your stupid face diaper. What kind of reprobates are we being led by? These people are unworthy of the offices that they've stolen. And that's what they did in the election. They've stolen it. They're unworthy. These people are on a power trip. They don't want to give up their power. And even if you're fully vaccinated, <laughs> Surgeon General Murphy says you got to wear a face mask outdoors. Like it's going to protect you or them. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the actual data on the question of COVID when, you, when it comes to young people is pretty well a known pathway. We've seen 18 months that gives us a pretty good understanding that kids are not in danger unless they have conditions like I mentioned, leukemia or something along that line. That's what the actual observated, you know, observed science says. And yes, there's our Surgeon General, whatever he really is, telling you to wear a mask outdoors with your own kids. This is insanity. This is the definition of reprobate. Let's just say it. Let's scream it from the rooftops. Even the people enforcing the rules demanding you change your life, put your life on hold, they don't even believe their own rules they're imposing on you. The worst part is when they lock down the economy again, their paychecks are still secure. Their benefits secure. Their sick days secure. Their vacation time still accumulating. But yours They say, to heck with you, we don't care what happens to you. We'll crush you like a bug if you don't believe us. It's like they have a satanic death wish to hurt people in this country. They're not helping anybody. They're hurting us. They're destroying this country, and they have a reason, because they have yielded their lives to Satan himself to pull this kind of garbage. You know, even at, you got Pelosi, the good Catholic girl, you know, the the abortion-loving Catholic, who's not a Christian, in my opinion, by her own admission of the things she believes, states, and does. The Bible says you know them by their fruits. Pelosi is no Christian. She's a Catholic in name only and hopes that some priest, when she dies, will throw some holy water on her and get her into heaven. Nancy, it's not going to happen that way. So here's the question. Can we take our mask off for a photo? Somebody asked that. Oh, yes. For a photo op, they can come off. Of course, she'll arrest anybody else that doesn't wear a mask in the Capitol. <laughs> so when masks are inconvenient, you can take them off. Like when you're flying a private plane, uh, if you're leaving Texas with a bunch of other Democrats and you want to fly, and uh, you, you, get to, you get to take them off and then spread the Delta variant. And you're all, and by the way, they were all vaccinated, every one of them, every one. Democrats are calling for a vaccine mandate in college, in Congress. That means everybody in the building, members, staffers, janitor, police, whatever, they'd be required to have the shot. And the CDC states apparently doesn't work very well. And by the way, here's the key. This is why I'm so hesitant. We don't know the long-term effect. 
And we're beginning to see things happening that are not good. There are a lot of people that have expressed legitimate concerns about what does this spike protein really do to you in the long run? This spike protein, by the way, just so I want you to think about this. This is what they've already told us. This is, this is nothing I'm making up. We knew a year ago this unusual spike protein, which is probably something created in the Wuhan lab with Fauci's money, you know, via the EcoHealth Alliance. This spike protein is what can give access to a human cell for the virus to enter and then replicate. Okay, you you follow so far. This spike protein is what allows a virus to enter a cell to replicate. And so now we have a vaccine that makes your body replicate this spike protein, which can open up a cell to receive a virus. Well, what other viruses may we come down with that normally our our immune system would fight? If we're creating all these spike proteins, some of which are causing blood clots and other things, we'll talk about that some other day. The question is, how long are Americans going to put up with this? What happens when large groups of people begin to resist these mandates? And that's even including the vaccinated that go, I took this stupid shot because you promised me I'd get my life back and now I'm not getting it back. What is wrong with this picture? What are you not telling us? Why are you so, what is this holy terror? You've got to have such control over people. It's, to me, it's satanic. It's absolutely satanic. And threatening people to and arrest them who don't wear a mask in the Capitol. What will they do next? Call it the National Guard? You know, the media today, the NBCs, ABC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN, Washington Post, New York Times, any major leftist newspaper, they're fine with it. The thing is great. Journalists are doing everything they can to convince you the emergency measures are now necessary. Civil rights should be just suspended. The Constitution, hey, to heck with it. We don't need it anymore. We've got COVID. And they're lying to make a point. Let me give you an example. NBC affiliate in Kansas City had this story last week on KSHB, the NBC Liar Affiliate in Kansas City. And here's a story. They stated Children's Mercy Hospital is operating to capacity, not only because of the COVID-19 Delta variant cases among youths who are just, they're not even eligible yet to be vaccinated, but also due to ending the mask policies. That was a report. Let me repeat it again. This is from This is from a TV station, KSHB, in Kansas City. Children's Mercy Hospital is operating to capacity, not only because of the COVID-19 cases among youths who are not eligible to be vaccinated, but also because they ended mass policies. Wow. People would hear that and they're going to say, we got to do something about them anti-vaxxer people. We got to do something about them. They're all a bunch of racists and they're all a bunch of homophobes or they're all a bunch of Trump supporters. 
When did you get rid of these mass policies and you don't, and when did you decide three-year-olds need to get a vaccine? So what you're saying is when you get rid of these mass policies you, and you don't make the three-year-olds get a, a vaccine, your hospital's filling up and all these people are dying, the ICUs are somehow flooded again, all because children and people who are not wearing a mask or because they believe something like QAnon or they're, you know, the nonsense. That's what they're trying to tell you. And they're not doing it just in Kansas City. I'm seeing it coming out of all kinds of NBC affiliates where they create these fictitious stories. And the reason I say that is, was this story even true? Mercy Hospital came out with a statement and said it had no idea of what in God's creation the local outlet was even talking about. They stated, we have no trouble meeting the needs of our patients requiring hospitalization. The very slight increase in children we're treating as inpatients are due to respiratory illnesses that have nothing to do with COVID. Hmm. In other words, in Kansas City, the hospitals were not flooded, and it wasn't people who didn't believe in wearing a mask. In other words, the TV station, this NBC, nothing but crap, that's what, that's what it stands for, network, a bankrupt, intellectually, morally, spiritually bankrupt network that nobody, nobody should pay one bit of attention to any product that is put out by NBC. If you're due, you're supporting reprobates. Stop watching anything on NBC. I don't care what it is. Just cut them off. Cut off ABC. Cut off CBS. I don't watch any of them anymore. None of them. Why would they lie? Why would they lie to us? Why do they feel they have to lie to us? But they're doing it. They're doing it at the behest of an ideology of democratic leftism. At the very moment we discovered they had been telling us something that was not true about the CDC, they redoubled their efforts to make you believe what we all know is now false. I know I'm running over on this break, and I'm, I'm going to finish this article before, I, before we take the break. In other words, no hospital was flooded in Kansas City or anywhere else. It's all been a lie, and we don't even know why they're making this stuff up. I'm seeing kind of strange stories pop up to, to grab your heart. You know, this guy died, and he wished he had taken the vaccine. That way he, that's what he texted right before he died. <laughs> I don't believe that. There's something wrong with some of these stories. One, one vaccine expert at the University of, America, uh, of Maryland spelled it out, and here's what she told the Washington Post. We really need to shift toward a goal of preventing serious disease and disability and medical consequences and not worry about every stinking virus detected in somebody's nose. <laughs> and now we're learning the PCR tests we've been using never even had a legitimate COVID-19 strain to compare these were artificially made, and we also know the CDC is saying at the end of the year, these PCR tests, and there are many of them out there, all based on the same faulty technology, uh, cannot be used after December. Well, in my opinion, if we know they're faulty, stop using them now. How many people have had these asymptomatic cases that never had anything at all because of a faulty PCR test with a cycle threshold of 40? We're being lied to. You know it, and I know it. 
but a lot of people are just picking up sound bites and emotionally charged pieces on a Facebook page and they scream at those, you must get vaccinated or you're going to kill me. I'll close on this thought. In Israel, where 60% of the population has been vaccinated, 67% who are in the hospital are also fully vaccinated. In other words, how do I put it politely? The vaccine is a failure. And now we have to figure out what are the long-term consequences. If you believe in the Ministry of Truth to Ponder, would you consider supporting us? Our mailing address is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, in Sky Valley, Sky Valley, Georgia, zip code 30537. We're going to take a break, and I'll give that address again. Our website, of course, is truththenumber2ponder.com, Truth. The number two, ponder.com. I know I went really long on this segment, but I really wanted you to hear this. I think that it was important and it puts so much into perspective. We come back, we will change gears. But I want to thank you for keeping us on the air. We begin this new month. Can you believe we're already in August? Wow. And I'll share some projects we're working on in the next segment. This is Truth to Ponder. With Bob Bierman. The Dream Dictators, coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. I know a man who was imprisoned for his faith in communist Romania under the rule of communism. He, w- he was deprived of his property, his family, his everything. He was beaten, abused, and tortured, and one day he had a dream. He was seated at a table with several others, Joseph Stalin, Adolf Hitler, Ceausescu, the dictators under whom he had in one way or another suffered. So he turned to Stalin and said, I forgive you. And I even thank you for what you did, because through it, the Lord worked good in my life. And all of a sudden, Stalin began fading away, and then he disappeared altogether. Then the man turned to the next dictator and forgave him and thanked him for the good that came through what he had done. And then that dictator began fading away and disappeared. And then he did the same with the next and the next and the next until they all disappeared. And he was left sitting alone at the table. He woke up and he learned an important truth from the Lord. If you can forgive your enemy, your enemy ceases to have any power over you. If you can love your enemy, your enemy will disappear. When you love an enemy, they're no longer your enemy. And if you can give thanks to God for your problems, you'll have no more problems to deal with, only blessings in disguise. So you want to get rid of your enemies? You want your problems gone? You want your enemies finished? You want to eliminate them? You want to take out a contract, have them rubbed out? Well, get rid of your enemies, but do it God's way. Love them. Because when you love your enemies and when you give thanks for your problems, the curse is broken. The problem turns into a blessing and the enemy fades away into nothingness. Want more? Ask for the anti-missionary. Now imagine being plugged into a special line that you know on future events, the news behind the news, biblical prophecy, updates on Israel, what you need to know as an end-time believer, plus teachings and strength for every day of your week, and the incredible mystery of the temple doors all free. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua. And you dial it. That's all you do. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be so blessed. But call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. 
And I invite you to join me to reach the unreached peoples of the world in the most incredible way, from Moscow to Madagascar, even Jerusalem. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. Love to hear from you. The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111. And I'm in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Until next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, and Messiah, Roeh HaTov, the Good Shepherd. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. I want to welcome you back to part two of our broadcast, Truth to Ponder. I know I went really long on that first segment. But it's a story that I wanted you to really hear and and take to heart. Because once again, this is the truth we're not being given by our own government. Uh, For whatever reason, it's like a worldwide fear-mongering message. And, And you have to wonder why. Last week, I was talking in terms of some of the things that I want to talk about this week. And now that I've said my piece about Uh, my theory about these vaccines being really not that effective and may pose a long-term issue for many people. I I see it coming. We don't know what's going to happen to people in one, two, or three years because of these, these mRNA vaccines. We'll talk about that again some other day. Right now, it's how do we as Christians be prepared for the world we're about to enter? Actually, already have entered it. We're already here. I was sharing an email with a friend of mine the other night talking about the great plans that many of us had in ministry. And remember, I didn't start doing this radio show till a year ago. At the end of August, we're coming up, we're entering our 12th month of doing this program each and every day. And I never had planned last year to do a daily radio program. I was very content with my little weekend program that aired on a handful of shortwave and domestic radio stations. And and I was content in getting that word out. It was enough to do it. I had other plans because of my ministry background to, to plant a couple of churches and to work with other groups that are like-minded to grow the kingdom of God on this earth. Then came COVID-19 and 15 days to flatten the curve. Now we're, what, day 500? Something like that of flatten the curve. Still racing around with the same issues and problems. Still doing the same things that don't work over and over again. So I had to rethink my plan last year. And I I kept praying, Lord, what can I do? And then the idea of doing this radio program came about, but it was going to take money to get it on the air. And a dear friend and I were talking, and I and he, he was saying, so what do you think you need to be doing, Bob? And I said, well, I'm thinking about doing a radio program, but you know, I'd have to buy the airtime. Oh, let me write you a check and get you started. And with that one first gift, we had the first couple of months covered. And I wondered at times as we got to into the third month, would the program be sustainable? 
And thanks to your faithfulness, to date, it has been. We just barely squeak by each month. And I want to thank those of you that support the radio program. You can do it from the website, truththenumber2ponder.com, or you can write a check made out to Ancient Word Radio, and I'll give you the address at the end of the program today. Had an interesting letter from one of our one of our listeners, and I thought it was worthy of your of your time. And and I I don't want to read this because it's a great compliment to me, but I just want you to understand what some of what he has to say. He said, "Great messages this week on your broadcast." And he goes, "It is rumored; it's not a rumor anymore uh, that the White House is considering a nationwide lockdown the second week in August." And he mentioned that I had said expected a couple of weeks ago, which is true. This will cripple the country in this in my in this writer's opinion. And we may see certain governors boldly tell the federal government where to go, completely disobeying a national lockdown. And I think that's very true. I, I think the governors of like South Carolina, Tennessee, Florida, Texas, Alabama are not going to play these games any longer. Yet, you know, St. Andrew Cuomo, the pious in New York, who has one of the worst records on COVID, but pats himself on the back and writes a book about it and wants you to buy it, made millions of dollars in an upfront uh, book deal, they'll be more on board. They're going to love it. So will Gretchen Whitmire and and the now soon-to-be-gone, I pray, Governor Newsom in California. They're, they're going to be all over this. New Jersey Governor Murphy, oh, of course. And some rhinos like DeWine in, in Ohio and uh, Larry, the lockdown king of Maryland. Yeah, they'll be all on board on this. The key is what's going to be the result of a major backlash this time from states that say the science does not support these lockdowns. Yet the CNNs and all the mainstream media will scream, you're going to kill us, you're going to kill us, like they did last year and it didn't happen. And he reminds me, this writer says, as you say, Why should we American Christians expect the Lord to save us from our government's tyranny, as so many Christians have wished in the past? And this is something that has really been deep on my heart, and I know some of you are going to disagree with me, and that's fine, but but please hear me out. I am not convinced of the theory or the teaching that came out late in the church history of the rapture. I am just not convinced of it. I have listened to scholars on both sides, and I'm still very skeptical about the rapture. When did Jesus make a promise that all these terrible times are going to come, but don't worry about it, you'll be gone? He never said it. Nowhere. Look at Matthew 24. It's not there. Look at the writings of St. Paul. It's not really there. People are trying to stretch some stuff out of Thessalonians, but, but that's a big stretch. Instead, Jesus says, you'll be hated for my name's sake. You'll be persecuted. You'll be martyred. You'll be killed for my name's sake. People will believe that killing you is doing, quote, a good thing. So where do we get this nonsense that the American church is just so special? And then when it gets really bad, we just get poof, we're gone. 
It doesn't match up any other thing that Jesus ever said. And there lies my problem. If Jesus knew that when the great tribulation, these terrible times, this season would come, that those followers of his would never have to worry about it, he would have told you so. When did Jesus ever hide the truth? This guy that wrote me this email, he wrote this and I thought it was great. He goes, I tell my fellow Christians when they say the Lord will return to save us from what may lie ahead, I share a line from the musical, The Fiddler on the Roof. When the Jews are being forced from their homes, a young Jew asked his rabbi, wouldn't this be a good time for Messiah? The rabbi says that it will just have to wait for him somewhere else. That's a really appropriate response because I don't know if this is the Great Tribulation or not. I've said this a thousand times. If you lived in Poland in 1939, you would have thought it's the apocalypse. The four horsemen coming to destroy your country, put people in concentration camps, make slaves out of you with Nazi occupation. In France, the same thing. In Hungary, the same thing. All over Europe, the same thing. There was no rapture. The first many hundreds of years of the church in the Roman Empire, being a Christian would get you killed. Nobody had these fine, beautiful churches that had light shows and and praise bands and everything was on a big screen and also a big lighted sign out front. They had to hide in the catacombs of Rome. They worshiped oftentimes in the sewers of Rome because they couldn't worship openly anywhere in the empire. China, North Korea, any Islamic country, you put your life at risk for sharing the gospel or even worshiping. So why do we think that we're so special in the United States? Why we're so special maybe in Australia and and for the handful of believers left in Canada and the United Kingdom? We're not special. You may be asked to give up your life for your faith. How are we readying ourselves? Everybody is afraid of the mark of the beast that they're going to accidentally get it. Trust me, I have prayed this one out a thousand times. And my heart keeps coming back. Nobody will accidentally take the mark of the beast. You'll know thoroughly what you're doing when you do it. It won't be a sneak up on you kind of thing. But we're being prepared for that concept with lockdowns and vaccine passports and all this other silliness that goes on in many states. I, for one, will resist as long as I can. But what are we going to do as Christians How are we going to support ourselves? You know, the Bible talks about those that go through the great tribulation. Some that will be martyred for their faith. A friend of mine shared a story. Going to run out of time here in a few minutes, but it was a story about a group of of Orthodox Bible-believing monks during World War II in an area where the Nazis were coming in. And they knew they might be killed for their faith by these Nazis because they were... Definitely the resistance. 
And they felt very led of the Lord to leave their monastery because word was they were going to come there to their monastery, kill them, and use the building for their purposes. They went out to the woods and they found a cave. They went into this cave and every night, all their needs were met for the next several years. God will provide, even in those turbulent times, for us a way to connect. Got a friend who's a listener that is wanting to start his own podcast, and I'm going to give him some time on this program because he's doing a podcast as a believer of how we can live off the grid and, in essence, develop our own way of doing business outside of the world. Remember, we are Christians. We are in this world, but we don't have to, we're not of it. So why do we... Why we want to be more of this world? Isn't it time for us to begin to look after each other? You may disagree with that kind of a philosophy or theory, but let's talk about it this week. What can we do? The Lord keeps laying on my my heart and mind these places of refreshment, these places of, they're not compounds, they're just kind of community, how we work with each other. God's going to provide a way when there seems to be no way. I remember that Christian song so well. God will make a way when there seems to be no way. We need to investigate how we as Christians are going to work together in the very changing times that are coming in the not-too-distant future. I really believe, whether this is the Great Tribulation or not, you know, when the truth comes out about this election, I believe there's going to be riots like you've never seen in this nation. We'll be torn asunder when the truth comes out. And one side says, well, it's too late. We're going to keep the seats in the Senate. We're going to keep the White House. You can't kick us out even if it was fraud. You're really going to see that happening in my my firmest belief. That is what's going to happen. They will never let go of their power. There's a fight for the heart and soul of this nation. And Satan is fighting hard to beat down Christians. Look, you can say what you want, but during the pandemic lockdowns of last year, churches were treated more harshly than any other organization, any other group in the United States. If your church could see the thousand in some states, you're only allowed to have 10 people. They just used the number 10 arbitrarily. It didn't matter if your church had 20 people or, or 5,000. You can only have 10 worship. That's the kind of stupidity we're facing and the kind of hatred to people of faith. Now, if you were Islamic, all bets were off. If you believe in the ministry, would you consider supporting us? Our mailing address is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, Number 263, that's our secure box in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. And may God bless you for listening and supporting this work. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, Ponder.com. Truth to Ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.